0: Hey everybody, how you doing? Uh hey, listen up. I got a big announcement. Me and my friend Lexi Schlimmer of Hessven Schlimmer Metalworks have recently teamed up for uh, this year on November 24th, Riffs for Gifts. Uh this will be a Toys for Tots charity rock show over at Pops in Sauge, Illinois, and we'll feature Outrun the Fall, The Poor, Steeples, Monk and the People, The Matching Shoe, and Silent Hollow. This will be a $10 donation at the door or a $5 donation with a toy donation also. So uh, we're going to try to raise a bunch of money and a bunch of toys for the kids, for the neighborhood, do a little good for the neighborhood. And uh, I've heard a little rumor maybe that Santa Claus might be there. So that's really exciting. I uh, can't wait to see you all out there again. November 24th, Riffs for Gifts over at Pops. Uh, more details will be coming soon. But do not miss this show. Biggest Biggest thing I've been a part of yet. And I'm so excited to see everybody. And uh, we're, it's going to be a great night for a great cause. See you all very soon. Thanks, everybody. Hi, this is
1: Lexi. And Sid. Of Hespan Metal Metalworks and Art. Home of the Schlimmer Metal Wolves. We are a small but furious family-run welding, fabrication, and metalwork shop with CNC capabilities and now full-scale powder coating operation. We bring unique, affordable quality art to life within the realm of practicality. Whether it's signs, sculptures, railings, shelves, furniture, or even just powder coat for your rims or your patio set, give us a look, check us out on Facebook or Instagram, or call 618-670-5724. We are Hess Van Schlemmer Metalworks.
0: That was terrible. I uh, tried. Hey,
2: everybody. Shane Presley here. Let me tell you about my friends over at Naked Vine, located at 1624 Clarkson Road in Chesterfield, Missouri, serving up all kinds of delicious wine, whiskey, and local craft beers. Hey, swing by and visit them Tuesday through Saturday. Uh, they do live music a lot on the weekends. Uh, this coming up Thursday, October 18th, Phil and Carson from the Scandaleros. Friday, October 19th, Pat Liston. And Saturday, October 20th, the Bedlam Brothers. And uh, I will be uh, back out at Naked Vine on November 13th for my next uh, Rock Paper Podcast, Singer-Songwriter Storytelling Showcase with Maddie Shell, Nick Gussman, and Sean Kimball. So don't miss that show. You can find all this at NakedVine.net. Be sure to follow along with them also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy the show.
0: Um podcast is kind of like, like a radio show that's not on the radio. It's on its on the internet. Does that make sense?
3: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. That's <laughs> also like my mom. <laughs> it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this.
3: Uh, you're listening to the Rock Paper Podcast. Dean Justice adjusts us in the experience. Check it out. Rock Paper Podcast. Rock Paper Podcast. Rock 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 Rock
2: Rock 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 Podcast, y'all. Hey, everybody, Shane Presley here. Rock Paper Podcast coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, actually, in Granite City, Illinois, Ooh, yeah. with Dean Justice of Justice and the Experience. Hey, how's everybody going out there? Hey, man, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you so much. Thank you. This Appreciate is.
2: Uh, this is exciting man i'm i'm glad that uh i'm glad to be here today uh i love uh i talk about a lot on this show but i love that this show continues to introduce me to new music coming out of st louis and uh and that's the case today man it's our first time getting to meet here on the mic and getting to talk and get to learn all about what uh justice and experience has been up to uh, but uh yeah man so i'm 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 thrilled to be here today and to meet you and get to talk about all this. Oh, stuff. I'm honored
3: so. to be here today, man. I so appreciate you coming and letting us be on Rock Paper Podcast. Yeah. yeah, it's an awesome thing. Well,
2: awesome you uh, thing. let's uh let's go start, man, at the beginning. Like, uh, tell me a little bit uh, about how this all started for you. Like, I guess uh, like, we all grew up here in, in uh, the area, or well,
3: I'd say, uh, yeah, I grew up in Granite City, Illinois. I uh, took off about 18 years old and traveled around the United States. Traveled uh, 48 of the 50 states, pretty much uh, lived in Colorado and worked at ski resorts and toured around, uh, just not doing music, but kind of like a deadhead kind of thing with a string cheese incident for multiple years, multiple summers, winter tours, stuff like that with my best friend. And... um, came back and kind of was like man what makes me dance I want to play some music again I wasn't in the high school band no more I was all past that and decided the banjo made me dance yeah every time I heard a banjo man I couldn't help but kick off my shoes and stop my feet so from there I picked up the banjo and started playing the banjo and Josh Witt called me up one day and asked me if I wanted to play some music I started playing music with Tim John Foster got a hold of me asking me if I wanted to play some music Started playing with music with him and then From there, the odd conversations kind of took off with us and a bunch of buddies of Rich Fleetwood and Tommy Buckingham and just a bunch of people. And then uh, we all kind of separated, just kind of doing our own thing, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, just us and the experience popped up. I grabbed the ukulele from the banjo and fell in love with the ukulele. It just opened up a whole new uh, world of music, a whole new uh, just feeling inside as I played music because music's all about the feeling, you know, I mean, if you don't catch the feeling, you ain't catching music. And the banjo gave me that dancing feeling out in the crowd to dance and, and stop my feet. But once I picked up that ukulele, I found a voice. And and I guess uh, the Lord or somebody told me that, you know, your voice is powerful. So go out and start making music with the ukulele.
2: Yeah.
3: You know? Cool, man. Yeah.
2: That, uh, you, well, all those guys, uh, except for Tommy, I'm not, I don't think I know him. But John, uh, Rich, and Josh have all been on the show oh, yeah. uh, recently. so Uh, those guys all become buddies and things so uh, we're all
3: a family of uh, musicians honestly man I mean we're all friends family we love to play together pick together uh, love together just everything you know I mean we're all just a loving family you know hugs uh, drinking fires you know picking just good old times
2: there's a a lot of great things happening in this uh, area between Granite and Belleville and all there's a lot of great music coming out of the uh, Illinois side here right now so uh, which is it's a lot of fun, man. I've been over here several times. We're trying to document all this and keep up with everything. But, uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of good things happening right now over here.
3: Uh, I so agree. I but, so agree. You know, I mean, I think uh, St. Louis and Illinois sometimes is a little underrated for the music scene we have. We such have a great local music scene that a lot of times we're overlooked. But, you know, at the same time, man, I mean, just all the music going on in this town you can't catch it all mm-hmm. you can't catch it all there's so much going on from the east side to the to the to the to the Missouri side and sure. everything you know just so much music that you just can't catch it all yeah you know it's it's an experience I'd say
2: oh, yeah. <laughs> you uh so you said you grabbed the uke uh when, when was that about two years or something
3: I'd say about two and a half three years ago yeah I grabbed the ukulele and uh like I said I absolutely fell in love with it I don't know I guess uh I'm a little connected with Hawaii. You know, my mom got pregnant with me there and spent the first eight months there. Okay. And then she came back and had me in Granite City, Illinois, because that's where she was born and raised, was Granite City in Madison, Illinois. And uh, my best friend I actually met in my sophomore year of high school in the high school band. Uh, He lives down in South Carolina now. Uh, He was from from Hawaii. His family still lives in Hawaii, but we met in Granite City somehow. And then uh, the very first ukulele that got handed to me uh, was some bandmates. Came from Hawaii also, so something about it just seems right. to keep popping up. But the the instrument just opened up a whole new thing, and I've been pre- probably playing for about two and a half years, three years now. You know, I mean, I honestly, man, I I, I want to just learn more and more on it every day. It's such sure. a happy instrument. Every time you pick it up, you can't help but smile. You know, <laughs> yeah, man, and stuff it brings a, it brings a peace about you.
2: So you, so around that time, you started writing too, or is that what you always been writing, or um, well. I've been writing for a long time.
3: I did hip hop for a while and stuff. I DJed for a while. I uh, ran another company with another friend. Uh, we uh, threw shows and was a production company. And and like I said, um, throughout the years of just um, my life, I've always kept a journal. I've always wrote about stuff. If I had a feeling or I had something that was going on, usually I'd hit I'd hit a pen and a pad and I'd write it down. And that was that was one of my expressions. And then I found out that. Through music I could actually express what I was seeing going on in the world and I could you know um, express how I was feeling and and just it, it was a voice a different voice you know and it wasn't a voice of power not saying that it was a voice of uh, comfort it was a voice of uh, guidance it was a voice of uh, um, com- uh, um, uh, knowledge I guess is the best word I'm yeah. looking for it you know it was it was something that to, to heal the hearts of the people because I had known what it was like to hurt for, for, for a while, you know what I'm saying? I mean, life, life can beat you up. And, oh, yeah. and music can be your therapy, and it's many people's therapy, and a lot of people don't have the gift of playing music. And, and uh, uh, have the gift of playing music and write, and be able to touch them people, you're truly robbing them if you don't help them out. So, you know, I mean, that's that's kind of how I got writing, in a sense of just being like, you know, I, uh, I truly want to help people. I truly want to help this world, man. There's there's something going on in this world that needs um, uh, a little bit of love. Everybody's searching for love, and, and without that love, man, you know, uh we're, we're kind of lost and stuff, you know. And love is mm-hmm. the answer to everything. So, I guess I guess the ukulele and writing and stuff, how how it all came along was I was just writing my own feelings, yeah, of life and, and, and everything, you know. So that that's how I got writing was the journal and just life in general, mm-hmm. in general, you uh, know. Well,
2: you said hip-hop man that's uh that's quite the stretch from what you're doing what you're doing now like uh it's a uh, pretty big difference uh today's music and stuff but uh I, I i mean i think it's all there's uh it's fun to hear those kind of stories though that where some of this starts and where you know where it's at now like uh, i know quite a few friends like uh that have you know, transcended between different genres and everything else, like whatever but it's all still the message is still there, like you Truly. Know, so <laughs> well to me I've never uh shied away
3: from doing um uh listening to Grateful Dead, which is my biggest influence in this world is is Grateful Dead probably and like Jack Johnson and stuff like that. But I, I never shied away from that music. I love that music. I wasn't just hip hop, it was right. just I never really played string instruments, man. I really loved uh, Tupac and Biggie Smalls and some Dell, you know, Homo Sabian and both sides of the brain and like uh, (coughs) Devin the Dude and Cool Keith and Dr. Octagon and just the underground true, you know, hip hop. It wasn't the mainstream rap. I really loved the messages they put out and and the music they put out, you know, and so... Me, personally, I got up in Leadville, Colorado working at a ski resort, and Leadville, Colorado is only about 2,000 people. So everybody knows everybody. Yeah. You know, everybody knows everybody. And uh, <coughs> I'd sit around listening to Too Short. It listed Biggie Smalls the Tupac and all the people. This was probably 2002, 2001 maybe, 2001. Right. No, it was 1999 and 2000 it was. And um, I'd sit around freestyling. Rap because that's what I knew back then. You know what I'm saying? I hadn't really hit it yet. I hadn't found the, the dead and everything. I was about 21 years old. I hadn't found the dead yet. And about 22 years old, 21 years old, I ran across the dead, and, and everything changed. But hip-hop never left my heart. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Hip-hop never left my heart to where, at first, it was easier to do hip-hop than it was the music I'm doing now, because it was partying, it was smoking weed, it was drinking, it was women, it was money, it was cars, it was, oh, you know, give me that blunt, let me smoke it up, blah, blah, stuff. You know what I'm saying? It was just what I was living at that time. Yeah. Truly what I was living at that time, the fast life. And eventually I sold down in life, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And I found a different family and I found a different life with string cheese. And, and I started moving in a different direction from then. Yeah. And from there, you know, it taught me that it wasn't about chasing the money and about chasing all this. It was truly riches, you know, sometimes come when you're the poorest in life. and your biggest lessons come down when you're the lowest in life. But music will always pick you up and keep you going in a sense, man. you know, as Bob Marley says, you know, music doesn't hurt you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you, you feel it, you feel no pain when the music hits you,
1: right?
3: You know what I'm saying yeah. and stuff so. I, I followed it and stuff, and then from there, just it, it built up to me starting to play music. So it went from me being on a microphone and MCing and DJing and all that to me starting to play music. And then Josh Witt said the biggest thing to me one day, and he goes, "Man, brother, your music's good when you rhyme and stuff like that. But the day you start writing from your heart is the day the music's going to start really meaning something."
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And it seemed like once I grabbed my ban or once I grabbed my banjo and then grabbed my uke. I started being able to write from the heart more. Right. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't just hip-hop. It wasn't just rap no more. Not taking anything away from rap or hip-hop, man. There's some great messages out there. Just got to find them. Sure. You know what I'm saying? But I wasn't writing from the heart. I was writing from the, from the mind. You get what I'm saying? Right. You know You can write from two different spots. You can write from your mind or you can write from your heart. And I was writing from my mind at that point. But truly nowadays, it's also the experience, man. I'll tell you that, man. I mean, truly it's the experience of being... Part of this family, right? Having the family there, all of us jamming together, all of us playing together, stuff like that. I mean, that's truly what it is nowadays. It's not just uh, uh how can I put it? Money. It's not just uh, egos. It's not just fame. It's not. It's none of them. It's just a bunch of family people having a good time, man. You know, yep. I mean, that's the best part about it right now. Is is honestly the good times. Like I hope later on when I look back. These will be the moments I remember. Is is the people that we were jamming, we were having fun. The people that was showing up and dancing and having fun, and it wasn't none of us making nothing but music, right? And memories. Yeah, and that's uh, where it's at. You I know. know, I mean, that's truly where it's at. I
2: man. totally get that. That's uh, that's what I do with my life. I'm trying to put as much music in, and and uh, love and everything out there, and, and in in my own you know world and stuff like. I try to listen to music either I'm listening to it or I'm going on seeing live music almost every day. Yeah. Uh, and just and the, the the relationships and the friendships I've made uh, along the way, all these amazing people that have been, come into my life since then and and uh, so every time I see my friends it's always hugs and high fives all yes. around and it's like yes. and it, it feels good, man. That music's brought us all together. And stuff. It really does,
3: man. It's crazy how music can bring many people of different cultures, different lives, different walks together you know healthness sick black white mexican oriented it doesn't matter it brings us all together music is such Mm -hmm. a universal to all all things in life yeah and i mean i think that's even what kind of the human race is is about in a sense you know what i'm saying i I mean i know what it's about because i wrote it yeah and stuff man i remember where i wrote it i wrote it out in the garage out there i remember writing it you know what i'm saying the human race uh you know i was sitting out there and i was just aggravated with the world for a moment and aggravated with life and yeah. So things were uh, going on that I had no control over. And I sat there being like, I'm not giving up. I'm just not giving up. That just isn't my nature, dude, you know I mean? You beat me up, knock me down, I'll get back up and fight again. So I'm not giving up, man. And it all just came out the, I'm not giving up on the human race, dude. I'm not giving up on this one. It just that, that just, that isn't gonna, that isn't my answer. That isn't the answer. That's right. not gonna, that's not gonna be the final outcome to this picture.
1: Line, steal and misbehave If we don't teach them love, they'll never know the way And I say, we're looking to the future and we're holding on the past Never living in the present days at last To die and never live is a crime shame my tell The truth to bring a tea to your right Man, I wish we could feed them all to night And I say, Vets are hungry and dying in the streets. Is this is the cost for our freedom. Man, I swear.
2: But uh, that was my. I mean, this is my first time getting to hear anything you've done, and like, was really <laughs> impressed, man. That H- human race is a, that's a great song. And uh, thank you. You you said you do play these a lot solo, but you also sometimes play with the band. Oh yeah. Uh, so I'm guessing <laughs> uh, there's so we this is the uke version, but I mean you, I guess there's a, a full electric version of this as well, or how um, do you guys? I wouldn't call it electric, man. We're all still acoustic right. in a sense. We're all okay. plugged in. Yeah. We're all plugged
3: in, but it's acoustic. I'll have Rich Fleetwood from uh, Spilly Nelson. I'll have uh, Gary Market from uh Marquette from um Spilly Nelson. He also plays Aiden in the Beast and stuff. Um and then I'll have John Sable the third from the John Sable review and they'll come sit in now. Sometimes you may get me and Gary on the upright bass, other times you may get me and Rich, man, other times you may get me and John. Many, you know, there's going to be many times you're going to get all of us on stage, and then you know we may even kick in a couple extra guests that you know that night and stuff like that, like Josh Wood or, or or John Foster or somebody that you know shows up that knows the songs or whatever. You know they'll they'll come in and they'll they'll hang out and we'll jam. We'll make it a jam family affair for a moment just because it's the experience. I mean that's that's the whole point of it is um, is you have to be there. Because right. you'll never get the same show twice. You okay. never know what's going to happen. One day you may leave and go, man, dude, they rode a unicycle and hula hoot. <laughs> and the next time you may leave and go, oh, my gosh, dude, they were spinning their instruments and backwards and stuff. What the heck? You know, you, you just never. It, it's the night. It's the moment. It's the experience. It's the people. It's, it's truly the energy that's there that night. You know, I mean, I'll even get John Mould right over there up on stage sometimes to play the mouth harp. Yeah, He gets a little nervous don't 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 get him don't get him don't get him (laughs) twisted he gets a little nervous but hey man it's good time it's just good time it's a family affair you know i mean but at the same time it's always always gonna be good vibes good energy good entertainment good music you know it's never gonna be some um show that you're gonna ever have issues at, or you're ever gonna walk in and go oh my gosh i gotta get out of here it's too loud or it's this or that it's It's just a fun time. Yeah. It's a fun time. You know, I mean, bring your good vibes in, you bring your good people in, and you all hang out and drink and meet a bunch of new people that night. Make a bunch of new friends. I mean, that's what I believe that a lot of this is about, man. You know, and I believe that them are the best bands. Like, I mean, I'll give a shout-out to Aaron Cam in a heartbeat, dude. They bring a great vibe every time they show up to a show. Every time I've been in a show, man, Mm -hmm. I mean, I just can't say enough about them. Same thing with uh, Sean Cannon and the Voodoo, man. I mean, they just what the vibes they bring, man. String cheese, same thing, man. And, and I hope that I can bring good vibes, you know, good people, man. Just good people, man, on the, on the same vibe and on the same message that night of going, hey, man, I just want to I want to have a good time. I just want to have a good time, hug a couple people, have a couple drinks, relax from the week, and leave all my problems at the door and forget about it and come in and pick them back up when I leave.
2: Yeah. I think and I, Aaron Cam said it best once in uh and he says, uh, tell me just one thing that's ever made you feel any better than love. And, Nothing. Yeah. So, ah, that's always resonated with me. I'm like, man, that's the truth right there. Like,
3: used to be on my banjo, love is the answer to everything. Yeah. Love, love, you know, I mean, uh, love, man, I love, I, I love, I love the, the conversation, the love, okay, yeah. but love is my weapon and my shield. I can use it in a time of defense, and I can use it in a time of war, but love should be the answer to everything. Love hurts, but love is joyful. You know, I mean, love is an all thing, it is the fabric of all things, is love. It's the only thing that I've found on the human earth, right, that everybody's searching. Not just one religion, not just one race, not just one person, not just one mind. Everybody, even the most evilest person in the world to the Best person in the world, most saint of the world, is searching for love, and love is that last piece of the puzzle of all times of everything. Because once you find true love of yourself first, and then everything up, that's when that's when peace comes. That's when it all comes. That's when it all happens. And and that's when people start getting. I don't want to call it powerful, but being able to get uh, inner strength. And her strength to do impossible things. Because love is the answer. Yeah. You know, I mean, i, I just put it like this, man. If God is love, God is, love is the answer to all things. God is love. Yeah. You know. Sounds
2: good to me, man. Yeah, man. Let's, uh, let's drop in um, Dance Gypsy Dance. This is a, I'm guessing, uh... You mentioned dancing. You uh get to dance and playing the banjo and stuff and uh what's the what was the inspiration for this one?
3: Oh, I'd say it was uh me touring back in the day, yeah? string cheese and doing all the shows and watching you know all the different bands and and you'd always see on tour, you know, so many years touring, you'd always see that one girl or that one person that was dancing every show throughout the tour. And you see him the next time, you see him the next time, you see him the next time and And that's kind of what it came to, was festivals, you know, uh, camping around bonfires and stuff like that. I'd always see these gypsies, these girls that I never would probably meet, I'd never know, I may know, you know what I'm saying? Dancing. We were all having a good time. We were all partying, we were all drinking, we were all festivaling. you know, and and they would dance. And throughout the thing, you know, it would be at night usually, so it was underneath the moon, and we'd dance, and I mean... Dude, so, so to me, I, I pictured festivals and I pictured being out at all the shows I've been into in my life and everything like that and all the dancing I've seen. And I love watching it because I'm part of it. Mm-hmm. I love the dance, man. I mean, as I tell people, if you get my shoes off and you get me, you, you, you've done something because I'm getting down now. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I don't, you know, with my shoes on, I may tap my foot. I may nod my head. But when my shoes come off, Bean's dancing. <laughs> I may clear the floor just because I, I I like the dance you know so dancing to me is part of music man it's part of the arts so when you get somebody dancing it, you, you, it it's and especially somebody that's not thinking somebody that's just free and letting them go not wild out of control but free letting them go feeling the music yeah man you know and that's what i pictured was that gypsy that girl out there that hippie mm-hmm. the hippie girl around the around the fire with her skirt and with her Her tassels and everything like that and and dancing and having a good time and then going home after the weekend. Because the very end of the song is her driving down that dirt road, leaving. You know, until the end. Until we meet again. You know? And she leaves. And then she comes back. You know?
2: Yeah. But... (laughs) What <laughs> you and see Justice in the Experience and maybe hear that song live. Um, We have a couple of dates coming up and on October 19th you can come out to Redfish, Bluefish in St. Charles, Missouri and uh, Dean will be out there with Bongo Jack.
3: Yeah, Uh, raging.
2: Yeah. That new record, Dan, sounds great. Oh, yeah. I really, uh, we just hung out the other night me and bongo jack and had a great time oh he's a great guy man yeah, yeah he's killing it so, right now so we got that we got uh and then, uh blake, blake Gardner and the farmers uh also on that bill is that yep, right yep. yeah so definitely so come on out to that show uh and then on the 25th at willoughby farms yep
3: willoughby farms out in collinsville we'll be playing out there also on the 25th and then um i think lascelles on the first we'll be playing six to eight downtown granite city uh Really great place, got some good food, great environment and stuff. Um, then I think on the second, we're all the way out in uh, Staunton, Illinois. It's Skeeters. And I'll tell you, last time we went out there, I had a great time. That was a fun bar, great bartenders, great crowd, just just good people out there, man. I had a blast. I was, I was kind of a little nervous because it was out of my realm kind of thing of going all the way out into Skeet, uh, uh, Staunton, Illinois. But showed up, and man, what a great place. What yeah. a great place. I'd stop by check out music check out the bartender and at least have a drink one or two i mean all of them out there friendly people they got a pool hall in the back all kinds of stuff um gosh man i think after that is what
2: you got uh, the third bar on the 10th
3: yeah the 10th got the third bar in greenville illinois that's gonna be a good time it'll be the first time i get to play there but super excited to play there can't wait man i can't wait to play for the locals and and play some music for them and see what they're like and just meet new people i mean that's what that's the best part about it meeting new people you know for sure and then uh me and john sabo will be playing on the 13th at the uh vintage wine bar in waterloo actually man it'll be it's gonna be fun i love waterloo i went down there a couple weeks ago for the cluster pluck uh um CD recording, yeah, and also went down there for the John Sable review, and I mean that that little town's cool. The little town's cool, man. I I hadn't really hung out too much in Waterloo or nothing like that, but that was a fun little spot to be, man. I, I enjoyed the environment, I enjoyed the people, and everything like that. So super excited to go back and hang out down there. Very cool, and, man. You know, I mean, drink some wine maybe.
2: <laughs> 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 well, you uh, you can find all these dates uh, and events and more and everything at uh, Justice and the Experience on Facebook. Follow along there, and you can get more um, events coming up soon, man. We're, we're the calendar is filling up. We got a lot of things happening for the band and uh, for Justice uh, here. So uh, let's uh, let's drop in another one for uh, you. Said this, these two kind of go together. You play when you play live, you you run these two together. So uh, <clears throat> tell me, uh, tell me a little bit about these and why these two go together for you. Um. Well, them two, really, really, I mean, all my songs
3: have a special spot in my heart. Don't get me wrong on this one, but these two really just, uh, I think they're the hardest to play on stage. Yeah. You know, I mean, they just, they they truly, truly touch my heart, and they truly are a part of me, and all my songs are a part of me, and I sing a part of me. But um, my grandma, anywhere I was on tour, anytime I traveled, any place I lived, whether it's Colorado, Nevada, Florida, it didn't matter where I was at. My grandma always knew where I was at. And um, when she passed about three and a half, four years ago, um, I just wish there was a phone mm-hmm. that I could call her. Because I could call her anywhere. I could be anywhere in the United States and I could call my grandma. up. and She knew where I was at. Any of my friends could call my grandma up and always get my phone number and find out where I was at if they didn't know where I was at. You know what I'm saying? She was, she was my anchor and stuff. And, and when she passed, um, I started writing the song, If Heaven Had a Phone. And it was, you know, if haven't had a phone, would you call me on the line? You know, I wonder how you're doing. I hope you're doing fine because, I mean, that is truly how I felt, man, you know. And, I mean, the words was just to her. And then I couldn't figure out the first, though. I couldn't figure out, like, not the verse but the chorus of it. And then um, I had one of my old roommates, uh, best friends, old partying buddies. Uh, he's one of my idols, my heroes, everything like that nowadays. But uh, he, uh, he left me and went to Africa and he came back and he had passed away, and his name was Wilbur, Chris Wilbur. And so that's where the second part of it, you know, when I get to heaven, I know I'll see you again. Because there ended up being a night that, during um, the funeral, ended up going to Pops and just somebody had said something to me that just wrenched my heart. Mm -hmm. And after they wrenched my heart, I came back home and that part came up to it. And it just made me start thinking of, like, Matt Deech and Chris Marcus or uh, yeah um, uh, Marcus and um, just everybody mm-hmm. just everybody my brother just everybody and it was just like you know when I get to heaven I know I'm gonna see these people again yeah, you know what I'm saying so it, that that's kind of how the song got written it was about my grandma and it was about my friends and it was just about if heaven did have a phone which I wish they did you
2: know yeah for sure man. what if
3: yeah what if just what if what would you say? What would you do? I mean, hell, <laughs> I, think, I think almost everybody here on earth can, can agree with me, man. There's one person they call, whether they believe it or not.
2: Right.
3: You know, and, and, and that's just how I felt at that moment, you know, and I still feel it. I still feel it. You know, there's moments where that song gets me really hard, and there's moments where I can go through it and, and think about it and, and be happy still that I get to play it for them because mm-hmm. I know it reaches there. You know what I'm saying? But the second one was about um, one of my friends, uh, Alicia Tolhurst, which I give a shout-out to her. Alicia, I love you. Um, she had had her husband and her dad pass away in the same year. Man. And as I talked to her and as I um, messaged her and as we, we just conversated, I could feel the pain. I could feel her heart. I could feel where she was at. And the only message I had for her was, sister, keep the love alive. You know, cause the only thing that's gonna get you through these days and nights is God and faith. You know, I mean, that was my only message I had, man. I can see you're hurt and I can see you're crying, man. You know, when you're loveless, when you're heartless, when you're hopeless, when you're, when you, when you just don't feel it. Keep the love alive, cause as we were just talking a minute ago, love is the answer to everything. So keep that love alive. Keep that love alive. Keep the love you had for them alive. Keep the love alive. You know what I'm saying and. So I wrote it about her and it was honestly uh besides Dance Gypsy Dance, that was the second song I ever wrote on my ukulele actually. Was uh Keep the Love Alive and and you know and it was just one of the moments that I, I just I sat down and I wanted a message to her, but I didn't have the words or a way to give her a message. I couldn't I couldn't go over and hug her, tell her everything's gonna be alright. So here it, is, here it is in a song kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that was, that was just one of them things that I just sat down and through the heart and through the spirit, man, just wrote. Yeah, <laughs> That's the only way I can put it, man, you know? I mean, through the heart and through the spirit, man, keep the love alive. If heaven had a phone, human race, all them, man, it, it was just from the heart and from the spirit, man. For sure. You know?
2: Is there uh, is there any plans to uh, try to take these to a studio and, re- and record and get a getting maybe a Justice and Experience EP or something going up there? Um, honestly, right now I'm just
3: trying to take it one step at a time because yeah. I'm trying to enjoy the, the actual the journey, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't think that an LP or an album is really going to help me. I think more doing um, live shows, um, doing benefits, doing um, um, going to the people. I mean, when you get it, when you get this right here in your hand, the CD, yeah, it's nice. But it's never you—you you know, this person. It's never the same as the show. Right. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't see the 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 feelings. You can't see the mess ups. You can't see the 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 perfectness. You can't feel the person next to you bumping shoulders with, and yeah. you look over, and it's somebody that you're just like, oh, I can't believe I ran into you tonight. I, right. You know what I mean? So. To me, I don't know if I really want to put an LP out, you know, I mean, that would be fun, it would be neat, you know, it, it is definitely on the table, but it's just not something I'm really concerned with right now. My, my concerns more is um, more definitely um, being able to play more shows and more shows and more shows at festivals. I'm trying to get on to festivals, you know, I would love to play as many festivals next year as I can, um, getting out to Colorado ski resorts. uh, Definitely, just doing um, the touring thing, just doing the music and getting it out there to the public and to the people, and maybe maybe record my live shows and sell my live shows or something. Right? You know, I mean, see, I mean, it's just all on the table. It's so it's so. um, I would say it's so open Mm -hmm. at this point that it all just depends on where we decide to go kind of thing because I mean it all could be done and everything it just I don't think an album at this point is where where the best interest is right now I think more taking the music to the people letting them feel the show and letting them experience the show and and, uh, taking it more to the world like through this stuff through uh, shows like Snoop Dogg and Ellen DeGeneres you know stuff like that but you know I mean but obviously you know I mean it's it's about taking it to the people it's about taking it to the people because truly i'm not trying to i gotta pay my bills but i'm not trying to make a million dollars out of this i'm trying to actually change somebody's life make somebody happier to wake up tomorrow man make somebody happier that they're at their job doing what they're doing or make somebody happier that they decided that they were going to chase their dreams because you should never give up on your dream you know i mean that's the biggest thing the biggest the biggest failure in life is never to try You know, I mean, just just the different things of like, man, many people come and go through your life, but only true friends will leave footprints in your heart, and anger is one letter short of danger. I mean, I just, gosh, man, you know, I mean, the world world knows it, but they don't remember it, and they're searching for it. They need it. You know, they need the messages. They need the messages of love. They need the message of unity. They need the messages that a lot of these bands are putting out, but it's not the bands that's going to make it mainstream. So... your message won't make the radio or isn't radio you take it to the people yeah. and stuff and i'm not saying that my message is not radio it's just i'm looking to go to people and experience people and hug people and hear their stories hear their life hear hear why they like the song yeah i don't i don't, I don't just need their dollar i want i want their experience well their I, experience
2: well i can attest to that man as soon as i heard you play i was smiling so uh you know it definitely uh Hearing these songs and uh, and watching you play too, I mean that's a big part of it. Just seeing that you're having a good time doing it is infectious. You know, yeah. it's like everybody wants to tap their foot along with you and dance. So one hundred percent, it's yeah. the experience, man. Yeah, man. I
3: mean that's truly what it is. It's the experience. Got to come and experience it. Yeah. And until you do, man, you're missing out, man. If you just watch videos and try to judge it, you're truly missing out on what what truly happens. You know, the magic that happens in a room whenever whenever the experience happens
2: for sure man i mean that's uh, uh that's one of the, the biggest thing i i try to get the word out is live music and try to get people to go to shows because there's something that happens and in- support your local yeah. artists yeah. please but that's we're hungry <laughs> <laughs> but there's something that happens in that room when you're full of uh you know like-minded individuals that are all there for a good time and, and with the music and everything and then her Yeah, like I said, you don't get that through the CD and stuff. You don't get that through the YouTube video and stuff.
3: So. Not at all. Well, but not too many times do I stand in my living room and dance to the CD. Yeah. When I get there and I start seeing it and I start seeing somebody doing it live and I feel that bass coming through the floor and I feel the drums or I feel the guitar lead or can't help but kick off your shoes and start dancing man you may be sore the next day but you wake up the next day with a with a great experience sure you know and i mean and and that's what that's what that's what live music is it's all an experience you know i mean it really is and and truly that's that's what i want everybody to realize is when they come out you're gonna get an experience a great experience i mean i'm not just selling me Mm -hmm. I love the experience that happens. I love to watch people out there hula hooping and dancing and singing along and drinking and talking and having smiles and stuff. I mean, it's the best part about it. It's the best part about it. Oh, yeah. You know?
2: You uh you mentioned uh, early on that the the rap and uh, hip hop days uh, but you were telling me uh, you have a, the you go by the nickname of uh, OGE.
3: Yeah, did yeah, go by get, OGE on the microphone.
2: Did that that come that come from the hip hop days? Like?
3: Um yeah, that came by from the old pop days yeah. and everything like that. Man, uh honestly, it was probably about 2000 that that it came around and everything like that. OGE one good eye representing out of Granite City, Illinois. And stuff you know, but um, for I, I guess that that's been my DJing and and I guess stage name ever since then. You know, I mean, I kind of went back to my original name of Dean Justice with yeah. uh, Justice and the Experience, but OGE all the way, one good eye. You know, I mean. In fact, Northern Lights has me looking to the skies while Skunk 6 only found on the mountainside. Bubble gum, I chew it all the time while picking blueberry lemon skunk. That's right, because I'm humbled out those with the white rhinos and the white widows holding cotton candy. Yeah, I'm humbled out those with the white rhinos and the white widows holding cotton candy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll, I'll never I'll never give up hip-hop, but man, dude, you know I mean? I guess nowadays I... I I don't know, man, it just ain't the same. It ain't the same now they got all the trap music sure. and stuff like that. Nothing against music. Music, Music's great, period, as long as you're expressing yourself. But it just, it ain't the same to me. You know, it ain't the same.
2: You said, uh... Because I'm older. Too short earlier, and it brought me back uh, don't, because... Don't uh, get me
3: started now. <laughs>
2: well, I, uh, I can recall... I mean, I was probably... I don't know, 13, 14. Yeah. Maybe even before that, uh... I don't know, but my my cousin introduced me to a lot of music uh, around that time. Um, I had the year 12, whatever it was, but uh, I remember hearing uh, blowjob Betty in his car, and I also remember uh, being turned on to uh, Easy ease well, yeah, uh, uh, I bought Easy straight off the streets of motherfucking Compton. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> at, at a uh, flea market. That's when, great. Uh, when I was like, you know, twelve or whatever. So. I
3: think the very first album I ever bought was Guns and Roses, Man, Appetite for Destruction, Adventure. Yeah. Out in far, uh, uh, Fairmont City that's stuff. a good one man yeah man it was only because I had the skull and crossbones on it I was probably about nine years old man I thought it was badass so I had to buy it and it turned out to be one of the coolest albums I ever yeah. listened to actually yeah. I used to wear that thing out man I don't know how many of them got eight yeah. back in the day the cassette player and stuff yeah dude that was fun times that was fun times, that yeah. was fun times. Uh, old uh, hip hop but I, I love all kinds of music honestly i mean my biggest like i'd say my biggest influences nowadays are like grateful dead and jack johnson yeah they're my two i mean if i if i'm gonna go and try to learn a song or or learn a solo or something like that i'm gonna i'm gonna look up and try to figure out what jerry or bob weir or, or you know one one of them was doing you know and and everything and you put on your short shorts and try to channel some Bob Weir. Ah, oh, dude, don't get me started on the short shorts. I've been trying. <laughs> Fleetwood, you heard him call you out, right? You gotta get them short shorts going, brother. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. I mean, he had the shortest shorts ever, man. The '70s basketball shorts oh, yeah. and stuff. You can't can't deny Bob Weir's style. Come on, man. I mean, it was one in original,
2: Sean Sh- stuff. <laughs> Mentioned Sean Cannon's Voodoo Players, and they do Bob Weir Night down there, and they all wear their short shorts, and That's fun. it's pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it, who does that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I love it. Do you, uh, oh, do, you get a, do you cover some of that stuff on your uh, shows whenever you're doing your Yeah, I'll do, I'll do uh, Grateful
3: Dead and yeah. everything like that. I'll, I'll do some Grateful Dead sometimes. Other times I'll do Bob Dylan, which obviously Grateful Dead covered a lot of Bob Dylan. Also, everybody, I think, covered Bob Dylan. You know, but yeah, I, I love to do some Dead. I mean, that's that's one of my favorites and stuff. I mean, to me, when you listen to the Dead, and if you listen to Dead, you you, you truly have more of an appreciation of music for some reason. They were so in depth in music when you got into them musically that that that, that they're amazing. But I play Jack Johnson also. You know, I mean, to me, I love my originals. That's my favorites to right. play. I mean, I'm a little biased maybe and stuff, but. They, they're me man they come from my heart they're there's they're, they're something that, that that I feel that I that I can express but to me to play some friend of the devil or you know ripple or or one of the one of the Grateful Dead songs it just yeah it touches my heart thea uh, what whatever mm-hmm. you know it just I love playing them because yeah. the more that I learn the, the you know I feel the better I become sure because you know I mean I <laughs> Can't get the the uke to sound like Jerry Garcia, obviously. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it don't sound nothing like it a lot of times. But to be able to just play it, period, it's fun, you know? I mean, it's kind of like playing uh, John Lennon. You know, John Lennon was a huge ukulele player. And to be able to play some of his songs, like Imagine, you know, or or Leaving on a Jet Plane, a lot of people associated that with, uh, um, I think it's, Armageddon or something like that one of one of them one of the movies or yeah. singers or something like that, but truly John Lennon wrote that Yeah, I mean that's cool, right, you know and everything so to me I I, I take influence from many, many 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 musicians But my favorite to try to learn is Grateful Dead because it challenges me the most it Challenges me the most they don't play a standard music. They play a little bit different. They're a different sound. They're a different strum. They're a different solo you know, I mean, it's it's great. You know, I mean, musically, it's it's the best music out there, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean,
2: I uh, I never really like. I mean, I knew of this uh, in music obviously, but like, I never really appreciated it uh, fully until um, working down at Oyster Bar and seeing um, a live from uh, from Shawn Cannon and like uh, a couple other groups that come through there and stuff and getting to see it all live made me really like truly like listening to the recordings and the records and stuff and I I never really quite you know became a huge fan of the dead but like again seeing it live and seeing these players like maybe like hey man this was some some really good stuff yeah Yeah. so, so I never actually got to see Obviously, the dead door. Oh, no, that dude, or, Sean
3: Cannon's on another yeah, level, man. Yeah. Let's let's put that right, man. That That's dude's on sure. another level, man. Yeah. He, he's he's killing it, man. I love, it. I love, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't say enough cool about that. Dude. Yeah, you know, not not just a good guy, but great player.
2: Definitely. Uh, well, again, uh, come on out to these shows. Um, Justice and Experience coming to a town near you. Uh, we have um, we we shared some of these live songs uh so you get a little taste of what uh, what's to come but uh man i'm uh, i'm really glad you we we made this work tonight we we're yeah. here uh it's been a real honor getting to meet you and getting to share some of these stories and stuff and uh i'm i wish you nothing but the best man i'm excited Definitely. to see where where this goes from here uh the fact that you've only been doing this for a couple of years now, as as with the uke and stuff, I'm excited to see. Like I
3: said, I've been playing music for years, yeah. though, man. You know what right. I'm saying? But yeah, yeah, just a couple of years, maybe maybe three years on the uke. But yeah, right. i played the baritone, drum major of the high school band, yeah. uh, banjo, DJ, MC'd, what you know. But yeah, I can't I can't wait to see what the future holds too, man.
2: Thank you, really man. can wait for the people I get to meet. Yeah, there's some great. Great stuff going on here with these with these tunes, and I'm, I'm excited for the people. I gotta to give them. some
3: shout outs first, man. I I'll hate do to it. do this, but man, I gotta give a shout out to Dan Rogers, definitely. Yeah. John Mold, my mama Kelly Wood, <laughs> 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 uh, Fleetwood. I mean, all the Spillane Nelson, John Sable. I mean, just so many people. I'd love to shout out out there to you, Shaka to my brother. Love you, brother.
2: Yeah, man. That's uh. Uh, but yeah, get involved. We got the Facebook page. Like I said, more dates and everything coming there. And uh, come on out to a show. I'm yeah, gonna. I gotta. I gotta come to a show. Yeah, right you now. gotta come to a yeah, show. Man. Definitely, bro. I'll be there soon.
3: Yeah, I hope yeah. So. so. You know. You, you know, we'll do a live. We'll do a live broadcast from the show. There you go. You can get That'd be awesome. Facebook page,
2: or
0: huh? You
3: can get a page to color. Yeah. Oh, don't forget, man. We're having a. Um, I know you won't get much time, but if you show up to a show, you can actually get one of our logos and color it. And we're having a competition that at the end of the month, our two logos, we're going to pick a winner. And whoever wins actually gets a autographed t-shirt with that logo on it. Um, the logo will go on to the actual CD. And on top of that, your name will go inside uh, the CD for actually coloring the logo. Your name will go in the CD, say colored by. I also got to give my uh, Matt Salzman from Extreme Mink a shout out for uh, drawing the logo and actually uh, taking the time to help me out and everything. But, yeah, we got a coloring competition also going on until the end of October, so, man, make sure you get out and color the best shit you can.
2: (laughs) Yeah, man. I got to see what I can do.
3: Definitely, definitely. I'll give you two of them. There we go. Yeah. (laughs) Can't cheat, though. All right. (laughs) It's one of each logo.
2: all Uh right well uh thank you very much thank Uh, you for taking the time brother man happy to help this has been a ton of fun tonight Mm -hmm. so uh thanks everybody uh thanks for listening and we'll see you soon
3: yep see you at a time near you soon y'all have a great time just us in the experience
2: rock paper podcast
3: rock paper podcast
1: rock paper podcast
0: well yeah that was it